It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we welcome you finally to a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And what do you know, boys and girls? The Washington football team finally gets a win, finally improves to two and five, hits the bye, and smashes the Dallas Cowboys 25 to three. Woo! 25 to three, and it may not have even been that close. Wow. What a performance on Sunday afternoon on a chilly, gray, damp, disgusting kind of day at FedEx Field. But it was good if you like Washington football, and it's good if you don't like the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, guys, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. So I had my requisite several Diet Pepsis, and then they locked the free Diet Pepsi cooler because the cleaning crew wanted to get us out of the press box for some unbeknownst reason to mankind. So I was dying. I was falling asleep working, trying to edit stories and trying to post content. I needed my caffeine kick. So as soon as I left FedEx Field on Sunday night, I stopped and I got a Diet Pepsi. I just couldn't handle it anymore. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, away we go right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. So much to talk about, so much to cover. We'll try and cover it all. We'll hear a little bit from Ron Rivera uh, before we exit stage left on this Victory Monday. Uh, Again, let's get you started with the details that you need to know. 25-3, the final score. It probably wasn't that close, ultimately. And it really, I mean, the second half, Three points were scored. You know, I think both teams were just trying to get off the field and get back to the locker room, and Washington was trying to get to their bye, and Dallas was trying to get the hell out of Landover, Maryland, and back on the plane to recover. What a brutal week it's been uh, for them. Blown out on Monday night football against the Arizona Cardinals uh, at home. Uh, All sorts of controversy and finger-pointing, and then up for a fairly long road trip to D.C., and then smashed by a bad football team in the Washington football team. And um, now you kind of go back and pick up the pieces uh, if you're Dallas 
uh, again at two and five, and quite honestly, they should be one and six if they did not get a break in that season opener against Atlanta on the onside kick. But nevertheless, here's what you need to know in case you uh, weren't able to follow the game, watch the game closely, uh, just looking to catch up, what have you. We'll run through the uh, scoring. The Washington football team took the ball first and marched right down the field. Looked like a great drive, everything going right, mixing and matching the pass, the run. Antonio Gibson had a 40-yard run on what looked like a modified jet sweep. He kind of lined up, you know, it was kind of like in a wingback type you know, thing. I don't want to go too crazy with the description because I've only seen the replay once and it was quick. Uh, but then he kind of went from left to right behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, and, you know, it's almost like he took this circuitous route uh, all the way into open field. And before he really turned on the Jets, it was just a uh, an interesting play design, I guess is the best way I could put it. And boy, did it ever work. And the Dallas Cowboys had no answers. And that was just the beginning of a great day for Antonio Gibson. Uh, as, again, he got 40 on that particular drive overall on the afternoon. Antonio Gibson ran 20 times for 128 yards. Again, 40 on that. Now, he would later have a touchdown, which we'll tell you about uh, in a second. So, you know, again, if you take away the 40 there, it's, you know, it's 19 for 78 or whatever it is. Yeah, it's not like, oh, my gosh, that great. But you can't take away the 40, right? So, I mean, it all averages out in the end. And ultimately, he averaged 6.4. He was really the main ball carrier, although Peyton Barber did have 10 carries uh, for 34 yards. And that's really what you need out of Peyton Barber. I mean, Washington keeps talking about getting Peyton Barber involved more early in the innings and and more early in the game. They've done a good job of that the last two weeks. And then they kind of just let him fade and kind of, you know, mix and match and, uh, you you know, go to the short passing game and Barber doesn't become as effective. Uh, You know, to me, I mean, I like I, I'd like to see him in a competitive game one way or the other be, you know, a little bit more of a factor. I, I don't need him touching the ball all the time. I need him to be a little bit more of a factor and have more opportunity uh, in a tight ball game. Because even last week he was good early and he was used early and then he kind of faded away as the game went on uh, and as the passing game took over. But nevertheless, Washington was able to run the football for – um, th- uh, 39 times and for 5.3 per pop and 208 yards. Now, again, 40 coming on that one particular play. But, I mean, even still, if you take away that, you know, and they had 208 overall, you, you're still talking about 168. So a very good rushing day for the Washington football team. But they marched the ball down the field, bing, bang, boom, 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 mixed pass run. I mean, all of that great. And then they thought they had an opening touchdown to Terry McLaurin. They thought he was in. He was ruled in and ruled as a touchdown. So because it was ruled as a touchdown, they reviewed it, and they found that he was just short. So that was on a third down, and that meant Washington has it fourth and goal from a couple of inches out. And, of course, Ron Rivera is going to go. I think every coach is going to go. 
in that particular spot. I don't think that's just riverboat run. I think every coach is going to go because the worst thing that happens is, you know, presumably unless you turn the ball over and they pick it up and run all the way down the field with it is you're going to get stopped at, you know, the half yard line, the one yard line, the one and a half yard line, whatever it is, depending on where the play ends. And they're going to have to go 98, 97, 99 yards, whatever it might be if you don't score a touchdown, right? So in this particular case, Kyle Allen tries to sneak it, doesn't get through. Now, after the game, Ron Rivera said that he and Kyle Allen both thought he crossed the plane of the goal line. They couldn't find and get a conclusive angle to challenge it. I mean, obviously, Ron couldn't really see it um, except for on the board. But I guess his assistant coaches couldn't see it either because of the mass of humanity. I I did not think he got in live. Um, but, I mean, it's it, it's hard to tell, again, from our angle, which and that was the end zone that we're in, in the press box. But, I mean, it's still, with a mass of humanity, it's still really hard to see. Nevertheless, Washington turns the ball over on downs. Dallas takes over. And, you know, like right away, Andy Dalton tries to just, like, push the line of scrimmage out of the end zone with a three-yard run. But... Deron Payne is called for an encroachment penalty. So you have them cornered at like the half yard line and you take a five yard penalty because you're trying to just blow stuff up. Now, listen, Deron Payne was great last week. So, I mean, he's trying to make an instant impact. I got it. But I mean, you let them off the hook now twice. And already you start to think, oh my gosh, this game is going in the wrong direction. But, but... The Washington football team then eventually gives up a first down, right, to Ezekiel Elliott. And then they get a little bootleg incompletion, a C.D. Lamb on first down from the Dallas 14. Ezekiel Elliott then runs on second down for two yards. And then this is where the game turned. Third and eight, Dallas 16, Andy Dalton shotgun. Landon Collins comes off the right edge of the defense, left edge of the Cowboy offensive line. They crash down, don't block him. He gets a free run at Andy Dalton's back, who's turned and basically facing towards the right side of the Cowboy offense and kind of, you know, again, his back turn to Landon Collins and Collins lights him up and Tomahawk chops the ball out of his hands. And the ball goes traveling from, you know, about the 14, 15 yard line all the way in to the uh, actually it wasn't at the like the 14 or 15. yard. It was actually at like the seven or eight yard line uh, and the ball pops out and it goes all the way back into the end zone where it's recovered by Dallas's tight end, uh, Dalton Schultz, another Dalton. Uh, but Jonathan Allen pounces on it as well, and he's tackled for the safety because it's in the end zone. So Washington gets a 2-0 lead. Landon Collins makes a huge impact play, and quite honestly, we all know what's happened to him this year. And he's been so bad, and yet this was his biggest impact because not only does he get the two points there, but then Dallas has to free kick, right, because of the safety and the rules. So instead of, instead of, you know, a normal kickoff, which is at the 35-yard line, and goes for a touchback. Dallas has got a free kick. They can perform any style of kick from their 20. So automatically they lose 15 yards. They kick it, and even though it goes like 58 yards or whatever it is, 
Danny Johnson fields it at the Washington 23-yard line, and he returns it 14 yards, and Washington starts their next possession after the safety at the 37-yard line, their own 37, but usually you start at the 25. So we were talking about a 12-yard difference. May not seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal, right? And then, boom, before you know it, Washington goes right down the field again. And on a a uh, 63-yard drive, seven plays, uh, Barber started it off with a two-yard run on first down. Gibson, two-yard run on second and eight. Third and six, they convert to J.D. McKissick for nine. Kyle Allen with a nice little flare pass. Uh, First down, they take a a little... um, uh, you know, a little slip screen, I guess it was, uh, if memory serves me correct, to Terry McLaren, five yards. Then he goes on second and five. Then he tries to stretch the field. And what do you know? He finds Logan Thomas wide open at the Dallas, uh, right around the Dallas uh, 20, 21. He gets down to the Dallas 19, wide open again for 26 yards and a first down. And then you get a nice run from J.D. McKissick for seven yards down to the Dallas 12-yard line. And on the very next play run left block scheme left Brandon Sheriff makes a nice play a uh, uh, nice block in the hole and Antonio Gibson sees a little mini tunnel and pops right through it breaks a tackle right at the one yard line and boom 12 yard touchdown and then he did the LeBron James King celebration and I saw after the game that LeBron James saluted him uh and included the highlight and um you know and, and then Antonio Gibson wrote him back I wonder if Antonio Gibson, I mean, obviously he's a big basketball fan and he was saluting and he said, you know, for the, you know, the goat and whatever. Uh, wonder if he thought, hmm, LeBron James is a Cowboy fan. I tried to point that out and nobody thought it was anything that important, but I thought it was kind of funny that Antonio Gibson was trying to salute basically a Cowboys fan. And, you know, to his credit, LeBron James saw it and, you know, uh, you know, kind of saluted Antonio Gibson. So I'm sure that's a moment uh, that he will not forget. So uh, the Washington football team was up nine to nothing uh, again at that point. Then right away after that, they would allow a big, huge 67 yard kick return, but the defense would batten down the hatchets and force a 45 yard field goal from Greg Zerline. So it was nine to three on a four play seven yard drive. Then Washington would punt, and you start to think, okay, well, here comes Dallas. They're going to get on track here any minute now. And, you know, really, they never did. And this is, you know, part of the problem. they missing everyone on their offensive line, including their backup left tackle. They really can't, you know, get anything on track. Washington's defense does a pretty good job. They did allow a short uh, third-down conversion. Then they get off the field uh, on third and well they didn't get off the field on third and 10 they force a third and 10 Montez Sweat is offside so that's a bad penalty third and five Andy Dalton scrambles for four yards uh this is the play that you know Landon Collins sees and changes forever he hurts his ankle as we found out it was a torn Achilles tendon reportedly and he is reportedly out for the season uh on this third and five Andy Dalton scramble Uh, and we'll get more on Landon Collins in a sec, but then that forces a fourth and one, and Dalton 
kind of like does a pump windmill fake and he's kind of drifting away from the line of scrimmage and Chase Young is right in his face chasing him around, uh, pun intended, and he chases him around and he forces a deep incompletion and Washington takes over uh, at that point up nine to three. Collins hobbles off with help to the blue medical tent and he's quickly ruled out with a quote-unquote ankle injury, as it turns out again. It's reportedly a blown Achilles tendon, and he'll miss the year. Uh, I, I don't want to say ironically. I, I guess I used ironically wrong. Um, weird, I guess, that it would happen after making his most impactful you know, play. And again, the play, one play led to nine points. Not just two points. One play led to nine points, so that was good. Uh, bad, obviously, the fact that he blew out his Achilles and he's out for the year and they had to bring out the medical cart and all that stuff for him uh, off the sideline, not onto the field. So that was um, a little less gory, I guess. Uh, but they did, certainly didn't want him hobbling around uh, the long way back behind the Washington sideline uh, to go get it. So uh, then it was 9-3 to three, uh, and Washington forces a fourth down failure and two plays later, Kyle Allen hooks up with Terry McLaurin for the dagger blow. A 52-yard touchdown. Uh, Him and and Trayvon Diggs were going at it on the previous play, kind of pushing and shoving John and Jackin to each other, which was a three-yard run on first and 10 from the Washington 45-yard line after a swing of momentum. I thought they were going to kind of try and take the deep shot then. Instead, much like on the previous scoring drive, they wait until second down, second and five then, second and seven now. They go up top. Terry McLaurin, again, illegal contact. He busts right through it, and he's wide open for the 52-yard touchdown. So a quick scoring drive after the fourth down failure, and it's 15-3, and really the game was over at this point. I mean, we didn't know it per se at that point, but the game's over at that point. We'll take a timeout right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast, and we'll get you the rest of the details coming up next, plus Ron Rivera, a little bit from him right here on LOWF. Good to have you with us on this Victory Monday. We don't get many of these, so we should soak it all in, Washington football fans, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am Chris Russell. Good to have you with us for our friends at Pepsi. And away we go. Once again, Pepsi is not made for those who play the game. No, no, no. It's made for those who watch it. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of maybe 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they joined another league. How about this league? The League of Football Watchers, right? You're a football watcher. I'm a football watcher. Some of us watch football differently. Some of us watch football together. Some of us watch football from a press box at FedEx Field. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch, yes. Uh, And just for instance, Monday Night Football, right? We're going to watch that, and I'm going to have lots of ice-cold Diet Pepsi and my arsenal, baby. If you're going to watch it from a bar, whatever, I mean, just watch it from your house and just get a nice ice-cold Diet Pepsi, Pepsi, whatever your choice is. Pepsi is the refreshment. You need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. So we left you off at 15-3, and it would get worse for the Dallas Cowboys uh, from there. Andy Dalton was sacked on a third and nine for a loss of eight yards by Cole Holcomb, who absolutely destroyed Ezekiel Elliott on the blitz and on the pass rush uh, on this third down, and again, forcing an eight-yard sack and loss. So Dallas punts it away, and Washington once again, takes over with really good field position. Remember we told you the first touchdown drive of the game, they started at their own 37. Well, here they start at their own 40. That's a key in this game. And eventually they get the drive to continue because, and it really shouldn't have, so they shouldn't have scored these seven points. Leighton Van Der Esch with a hold on a third and five incompletion. Uh, which would have forced a punt, but because of the defensive holding, no play, it's an automatic first down. Washington then moves the football a little bit. And then on a third and nine, and I asked Kyle Allen about this, he scrambles for 13 yards. And again, you want to know why the Cowboys defense stinks? Well, that's in a nutshell. They're supposed to be off the field. One of their best defensive players takes a bad penalty. That extends the drive. Then third and nine, second opportunity to get off the field, and they allow a 13-yard run to Kyle Allen and a first down. After that, then Kyle Allen uh, hits Logan Thomas for seven yards on first down. Uh, Van Der Esch got hurt on that play. Uh, and then... On a second and three, they get a five-yard run from Antonio Gibson for the first down. So, again, first and ten at the Dallas 24-yard line. And eventually a nine-yard run uh, from Antonio Gibson. Alden Smith gets hurt on that play. He did come back. And then on the very next play, 15 yards to Logan Thomas, who squeezes in the corner of the end zone. Third and one, he had... Um, Jalen Smith drafted, uh, you know, basically, um, you know, blanketing him and, and hanging all over him, and he broke free of that, and he scores his third touchdown this year, second in two weeks. And for Logan Thomas, he had two career touchdowns coming to Washington. Now he's a converted quarterback to tight end, so we know he didn't have a big opportunity, but he's already got more touchdowns this year in a Washington uniform than he had previously in his career in Arizona and Detroit. So congratulations to him. Another third down conversion, another third down big play, another nice play from Kyle Allen. Again, comfortable with Terry McLaurin, comfortable with Logan Thomas. He didn't really even use Dontrell Inman. Obviously, Antonio Gibson, a big part of the mix. And again, it was 20 two to three and the game was over the game was over at that point I mean I can sit here and tell you well the rest of the way what happened really there was no scoring it was 22 to three at the half it was 25 three the final score uh injuries obviously a big part of it ultimately John Bostic gets ejected as he should have personal foul he may be suspended maybe just a heavy fine for knocking out Andy Dalton from the game uh with an illegal hit to the head uh, clearly a dumb, 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 dumb mistake. Uh, Cole Holcomb interception off of an arrow route. 
uh, or an angle route, I guess it was, near the end of the first half. Uh, inside the 10 on Ezekiel Elliott, ball thrown behind him. Elliott, it goes off of his hands. Uh, you know, look, the defense was great, tremendous. Obviously, what, six sacks? Everything was good for the Washington football team. All right, so they win 25-3. to We'll take a quick timeout, and we'll hear from head coach Ron Rivera as we finish up the Locked on Washington football team podcast on this Victory Monday. Here for Built Bar. That's right, guys. Built Bar, as we know, has 12 amazing original flavors and six new, unique, wonderful tasting, even more delicious flavor, as they say in our copy. Delicious caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. Uh, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. You have got to try the new Built Bar, along with the original, like peanut butter brownie and salted caramel and double chocolate peanut butter. Oh, so good. And they're so good for you. They're high in protein, low calorie, low sugar, high in fiber, great for any diet. You have got to get yourself some Built Bars. So here's how you do it. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We finish up the Locked On Red uh, Washington football team podcast on this Victory Monday with a little bit from the head coach, Ron Rivero. Ron, what can uh, having players, you know, like Logan or or Antonio step up do for the rest of the offense? And and also, you know, do you think you could rely on them, you know, putting on those type of performances regularly going forward? I think so. I, I think people are sleeping on Logan, you know, and, and mostly because Logan, you know, is just learning to play the position. He's a guy that was a quarterback in college, but they've been trying to transition the last few years. Detroit had him last at tight end. We got a chance to watch his tape. I know Pete Hayner, our tight end coach, really liked him um, and really pushed for him and has really worked with him and helped develop and done a heck of a job. So Logan, I, I think, is a guy that – you know, can continue to grow in, our, in his role for us. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think Antonio, uh, with the other complimentary uh, backs that we have, if those three guys continue to work the way they do and, and progress and, and we get the offensive line play that we've had, um, we have a chance. Uh, we do. I mean, we're starting to learn. The last couple of games have been pretty good for us. Uh, and we'll see what happens next week. Well, after the bye. Well, you, do you think you're starting to see that that – defense that you kind of were hoping to have all year, kind of that consistency from that group? I, I think so. I think the last few weeks have been pretty good. You know, once we've settled in, um, you know, the nice thing is we, we've started fast the last couple of times, and I think that's helped us as a football team. It does show you sometimes when you do put points up on the board what you can – how it kind of complements each other. So I think the things that we've seen, uh, we can hopefully continue to build off of. Hey, Ron, what, what differences have you seen in Antonio over the last couple of weeks? Well, I think he's just getting more and more confident as, as a guy coming out of the backfield in terms of having to run inside. Um, you know, we saw him running off the edges for the most part coming out of college. Um, you know, they ran the, um, the jet sweeps with him. 
Uh, they did line him up in the backfield and he, you know, and for the most part, he was running off tackle. He was running, you know, outside zone plays. Uh, we have him running plants and traps and counters uh, and powers that are, that are more inside. And he seems to be learning how to do, do that more and more and getting better. Hey, with Ron, a lot of what we talked about this week with Scott Turner was the fact that you guys have a lot of injuries at wide receivers. So what is the offense going to look like? But you guys with, a lot of your wide receivers without your left starting line from last week were able to put your best offensive performance together. Um, I guess what do you attribute to that? How you were able to get guys going this week with so many things working against you? Well, I, I think part of it was we were able to run the ball successfully, which kind of helped out. Um, I, I do like the way our, our guys um, compete out there and work and practice. And, you know, there were some things that, that, that Scotty thought we could do uh, with the group of guys we had. Um, you know, we tried to spread the ball around. We, you know, the tight end was effective for us today. Uh, Terry had a really good day. I mean, it, it was an excellent game to watch, and, and he played very well. Very happy for Terry. Um, you know, and, and, and we just have, you know, guys that are going to go out and compete and do the best they can, and we'll see how it goes. Hey, Ron, Scott Abraham, ABC7. I know it's only one game, but how important was this win? Division game going into a bye week, kind of big picture. How important was it to get this win, Ron? I think it's very important, especially with the fact that we have another division opponent coming up after the bye. Um, and it's an opportunity for us to, you know, hopefully hunker in uh, and play well and see what happens and, and you know, come out on the, on the right side of that. You know, we can be right in the thick of what's going on in our division. You know, we have one of the tiebreakers right now over the team that's leading the division, um, although they got a half game lead on us. So who knows? Uh, and again, we'll, we'll see. We'll compete and we'll work hard at it and try and get things done. Hey, Ron, going back to Logan, what are some of the, again, like, kind of like what I asked about Antonio, what are some of the differences in his game as he learns? What things have you seen this year from him that maybe you didn't see in the past? Well, you know, he's a very smart football player, so he understands things. So as he learns our offense and he puts that into his, you know, into his own mental frame, as he goes through his route progressions and stuff like that, he can understand, you know, what he has to do. And because that, being a smarter player, you know, like he, he knows who to run away from. He knows where his leverage, uh, where the leverage is coming from. Um, and so the more and more comfortable he gets, the smarter he is, the, the, I think the better he'll play. Hey, Ron. You were saying so much about Terry's game too today and how nice was it to finally hit on a deep ball and see you guys uh, connect over the top? It was good. It really wasn't. And I will say this, it's one thing Kyle's not afraid to do is throw the ball deep. You know, as he goes through his progressions, if he, he gets a chance to hitch it, take that step into it he's good he'll let it sling now and that's one thing about him and you know is, is is that now every now and then he'll get a little careful and and choke the ball one time when i think he should be throwing it but you know again he's the one that's out there on the field not me hey ron you were saying earlier in the week that you kind of had to come to the stadium and experience the rivalry or to see so what was it like um you know facing the cowboys obviously the atmosphere was a lot of different was pretty different but well it was kind of rivalry cool. feel was kind of cool because you know pregame got a chance to see uh mr jones and stephen jones and had an opportunity to talk to him so that kind of brought up a little bit of the juices between the rivalry and then i uh, quite honestly once you you line up and start playing uh, you know I, I really didn't think about the fans um as much as i was thinking about the the friends and family that were behind us um i thought they did a nice job i thought they were pretty loud they made enough noise that it kind of helped me out a little bit, um, but uh, I, I can't wait to, to experience it at home with a packed stadium when it means something. Hey, Ron. Ron what was, 
Um, Ron, what was your impression of the hit by John Bostic on Andy Dalton? You know, I got to see it on tape. I, I saw it. Um, you know, you, you'd like to tell John he's got to be smarter than that because he's a veteran guy that knows, you know, and it's unfortunate because, you know, we had a three and out right there and they'd had the punt, um, you know, and we'd gotten the ball back sooner. But, you know, it, John's a, a savvy veteran guy and, you know, that's a mistake, you know, that, that he shouldn't make. And, you know, it's unfortunate. And, and fortunately enough for us, it didn't hurt us. Ron, you came into this game telling us that you had a checklist of going into the bye week. You wanted to see the team get a lead. You wanted to see them establish a run. For you, having talked to us all these weeks about things you wanted to see and not necessarily seeing them, to see this going into the bye week, um, what does this do for you as a coach that your players seem to be responding to what you're asking? Well, I think the biggest thing is it just shows them that what they're capable of doing. You know, that's probably the biggest reason for anything, Rihanna, when you challenge these guys to find out exactly what they can do, you know, and, and, and as they realize and see that they're capable of it, you know, it gives them confidence going forward. And that's what we're trying to build right here is, you know, we're trying to build the right type of culture. And part of it is just playing with confidence and understanding how important it is to play with confidence. Ron, you guys were uh, around 50%, maybe slightly over again on third down, second consecutive game in a row. Is, is there anything that you're seeing or Scott saw either on tape leading up to this game or from the sideline today that maybe is a common thread as to why you guys have been so good on third down the last two weeks? The biggest thing is because we were good on first and second down. We put ourselves in a lot, third and fours, third and threes, third and twos. And now he's got the opportunity to go run or pass. And when you can do that and, and, and you get the right look, you can throw it. Or you get the right look, you can run it. That helps. And, 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 and I think that's probably one of the biggest things is we've got to be good on first and second down if we expect to give ourselves a chance to be even better on third downs. All right, and that's going to do it for us. A little bit of Ron Rivera. We'll hear uh, maybe some more of that on the next episode along with some players. Thanks for being with us on this Victory Monday edition of LOWFT. Enjoy it. The bye week is here. Uh, We'll be taking a little time off at the back end of this week, but enjoy it for now as the Washington football team hammer the Dallas Cowboys 25-3 and improve to 2-5 and 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 2-1 in the NFC East. So thankful for a win. Hopefully you guys will listen a little bit more while the good karma lasts. All right, that's going to do it for us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.